RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. A COVID case sparks calls for a reversal of a cut in the quarantine requirement for vaccinated arrivals. The Civil Human Rights Front says a decision will come tomorrow on its future. And officials say that ensuring patriots run Hong Kong is more important than contested elections. Infectious disease experts are urging the government to reverse its decision to allow fully vaccinated travelers to quarantine for just seven days instead of 14. The call came after a foreign domestic helper who recently returned from the United States tested positive for the more contagious L452R mutant strain after her week in quarantine. Professor David Hui from the Chinese University says an expert panel under the Center for Health Protection will discuss the matter on Monday. Respiratory medicine specialist Leung Chi Chu wants the government to act now. This immediately to tighten all these measures, keeping the injured, the current period to a minimum of 14 days, irrespective of the risk from the coming disembarking area or country. Basically, it was a mistake to classify the United States as a medium risk. In fact, if you look at the incidence of the Delta variant in the United States, it's no different from what is now occurring in the United Kingdom. There's no basis why they classify the two countries differently. Today's other imported case was also from the United States. The Civil Human Rights Front says it will announce a decision on its future tomorrow afternoon, amid widespread speculation that it will disband. The group has organized some of Hong Kong's biggest protests, but has come under pressure, with police saying they're investigating whether it breached national security law. Several groups have left the umbrella group. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Eric Zung, has urged people not to be obsessed with competition after most subsectors in the New Look Election Committee failed to draw enough candidates for a poll. Mr. Zung says what's important is that it can ensure that patriots run Hong Kong. Francis Sitt reports. This will be the first poll since Beijing overhauled Hong Kong's electoral system. But nominations received by officials show that only 13 subsectors are likely to see any real competition. Other seats on the 1,500-strong body will be filled uncontested, automatically or through nominations. In interviews with pro-Beijing media, Mr. Zhang said the fall in the number of potential candidates was expected, but people shouldn't directly compare the reformed election with the ones held in the past. Rejecting suggestions that this shows a regression in terms of Hong Kong's democracy, the minister said people shouldn't just focus on candidate numbers, but should look for what he called quality democracy. He said everyone is welcome to join the elections, if they are patriotic. The government's candidate vetting body will screen out pretenders, he said, and it will contact police if it finds any cases that may violate the national security law. Police are investigating the deaths of two people whose bodies were found at their home on the Seo Saiwan estate in Taiwan this morning. Brian Mock has this report. The remains of the 63-year-old man who owns the flat and a 54-year-old woman who works as a cleaner were found after a security guard alerted the authorities to a foul smell. Firefighters then broke down the door. Eastern District Detective Chief Inspector Kong Si Wan said officers were still looking into the relationship between the two as well as the cause of death. She said their preliminary findings are that the couple had been dead for three to seven days. They say there were no signs of injuries or that anyone had broken into the property. There was also no sign of any suicide note. 
The Afghan president Ashraf Ghani has said he's holding intensive talks with regional and international allies in his first public comment since Taliban militants accelerated their campaign to take control of the country. He said stopping further disruption was his top priority. Though I know you are worried about your current situation and your future, I assure you that as your president, my focus is on preventing the expansion of instability, violence and the displacement of my people. As part of a historical mission, I will do my best to stop this imposed conflict on the Afghan people, resulting in the further killing of innocent people. There had been rumors that President Ghani would resign. The Taliban have continued to seize more territory across Afghanistan and moved closer to Kabul. There are reports of fighting 40 kilometers away from the capital in Midan Mishal and in a key city in the north. Currently, it's 28 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 86%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. Floods along Turkey's Black Sea coast are now known to have killed at least 40 people. In the worst-hit town, Bozkurt, several apartment blocks were brought down by floodwaters from a swollen river. This report from the BBC's Grant Ferrets. A digger picks through the rubble of a collapsed building and soldiers use wheelbarrows to scoop up thick black mud. The bewildered residents of Bozkurt say they've never seen anything like the flash floods that engulfed their riverside town on Wednesday. The foundations of waterfront buildings were swept away, along with bridges, cars and a torrent of debris. Some residents have criticised the authorities for failing to provide an early warning. When he visited the area on Friday, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan promised swift government help to rebuild. Meanwhile, more than a million people in Japan have been asked to leave their homes and seek shelter following torrential rain. The BBC's Michael Bristol has more. The worst affected areas are in the west of Japan. One woman died when a landslide in Nagasaki Prefecture destroyed two houses. Her husband and their daughter are missing. Television pictures show inundated homes, residents wading through flooded streets and roads that have been washed away. People have been asked to do whatever they can to stay safe. Experts say these are unprecedented levels of rainfall and there's no let-up in sight. Bad weather is expected across many parts of Japan in the coming week. The Republic of Ireland has begun giving coronavirus vaccines to 12 to 15-year-olds. It's latest in a growing number of European countries to make such a move. The BBC's Chris Page reports. Irish health officials have recommended that 12 to 15-year-olds should be vaccinated because it will protect them from getting the virus and help stop transmission. Parents must register their children for a jab and accompany them to the appointment. Around 280,000 young people are in the age group. It's rare for children to become seriously ill with COVID, but the government in Dublin is pointing out that a small minority will develop severe symptoms and it says trials have shown the vaccines are safe. A group of former Gurkha soldiers have entered their second week on hunger strike outside Downing Street, the London residence of the British Prime Minister. They're protesting at the amount of army pension they received from the British government. The BBC's Michael Duncan reports. The Nepalese veterans are protesting because despite serving alongside the British armed forces, Gurkhas who retired before 1997 receive a fraction of the pension paid to their former comrades. The UK government says the Gurkhas pension was designed for retirement in Nepal. But in 2009, they were allowed to settle in Britain, where they say their pensions don't meet their living costs. 
The British Defence Secretary Ben Wallace has said he's happy to meet the Gurkhas to talk about their complaints. He said those affected represented a small proportion of Gurkha veterans and their pensions offered them different benefits to those paid out to colleagues who retired later. The sports now and the opening weekend of the English Premier League is underway with Manchester United sending out an ominous warning to their title rivals in tonight's early game. They beat Leeds United 5-1 with a Bruno Fernandes hat-trick and goals from Mason Greenwood and Fred. Luca Align briefly put Leeds level early in the second half. The BBC's John Bennett says it wasn't just Bruno Fernandes who should get the plaudits. But this game will go down as a masterclass from not only Bruno Fernandes, but also Paul Pogba. Only one year left on his contract. This is the type of performance which will make the Manchester United fans desperate to keep Paul Pogba. Four assists in this game. Brilliant start to the season for Manchester United. Manchester United 5, Leeds United 1. Before the game, United paraded their latest signing to the Old Trafford crowd. French international Rafael Varane joins from Real Madrid for a fee reported to be 50 million US dollars. Five more games are underway, while Liverpool head to newly promoted Norwich later. Locally, the Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi says officials are in talks with organisers to see whether the standard chartered Hong Kong Marathon can go ahead this year. Speaking on a radio program, the minister said authorities were concerned about how infection control measures can be applied to safely organize large-scale sports events. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A COVID case sparks calls for a reversal of a cut in the quarantine requirements for vaccinated arrivals. The Civil Human Rights Front says a decision will come tomorrow on its future. And officials say that ensuring patriots run Hong Kong is more important than contested elections. And that's the news from RTHK.
Just the aftermath 